0: Good evening, everyone. Good to have you all here. Welcome on this cold, brisk December evening. Looking forward to us worshiping the Lord together with you. Well, the countdown ended before the clock turned to 6 o'clock. We started early. Welcome to those of you who are joining us online. Good to have you all here. Let's see what we have in the way of announcements. Guests, make sure that you stop by the Welcome Center and let us welcome you officially, or scan that QR code and let us know you're out there watching. Next Sunday night, this hour... Uh, will be our cantata, so bring somebody with you to enjoy the cantata, Uh, Then Jesus Came. Looking forward to that one. Christmas Eve services are two weeks from today. Uh, Wow. Did you catch that? Two weeks from today, Christmas Eve. It's already upon us. But there will be no Sunday school, just a 10 o'clock service, a 6 o'clock in the evening service, 10 o'clock morning service uh, is going to be a normal type of Sunday morning service, Uh, We do have a special special for you. Uh, I won't tell you about it, but you'll just have to come and find out. But uh, that's going to be exciting. Then the evening service, if you're available to do specials and want to do that kind of thing or want someone else to and want to sign them up for it, I need to know that pretty soon. IFBF Men's Meeting is coming up on Saturday, January the 13th. We'll be leaving here at 7.30 if you want to ride. It's at Grace Baptist in Muncie. It lasts from 9 to 2. They provide lunch. It is free. There is an offering taken up. Uh, so you can prepare for that. It is a great day. You will enjoy it, guys. Uh, teenagers all the way up through, it's a great time. See you here, Pastor Brett. And then John and Sarah are uh, in an undisclosed location where they are serving the Lord, and they're about to head back after being on furlough. I didn't bring the paper with me, but you heard that this morning, about to head back on, on furlough. They need to work out some things with their driver's licenses, where they're going. So if you can kind of uh, pray about that, pray about their transition as they... Uh, get back into the ministry there. There's been souls saved while they were gone, which is an exciting thing for a missionary. Uh, Always a wonderful thing to see those things happening. I have another announcement. Let me see, here it is. Um, So we've had two babies born this week. Those babies already have help at home currently. Uh, So uh, mom is here, all right? So Miss Jenny's mom's here and then uh, Courtney is at her mom and dad's because she had a C-section, so she's there until she heals up. So we're kind of delaying meals. That being said, uh, if you want to do this, this this might be easier for us in this scenario. If you can prepare a meal that is freezable and bring it frozen, that would be great. Next Sunday, we'll deliver then, try to deliver a week's worth of meals for each of them. They can use them, as they need them. And uh, we'll kind of work it that way. So uh, if you can do that next Sunday, that would be fantastic. Let's have the men come. We'll take up the tithes and offerings. Yes, you did see Dennis and Diana Hazelwood. They're here. You'll hear from him in a little bit about what the Lord's doing down there in uh, Fort Leonard Wood. Looking forward to that. Brother Chuck, would you ask God's blessings, please?
1: Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we are thankful again to be together tonight. But that you'll bless us through your word, challenge our hearts. Lord, thank you for our missionaries and pray for John and Sarah that you'll uh, protect them in their country of ministry as well as give them boldness uh, to serve you, to minister, to reach souls for you. Thank you for the souls that have been saved through their ministry, even on furlough. Continue to bless and meet their needs with their driver's license and the things that they're dealing with. Again, we pray that you'll bless us, bless this offering as we take it to further your ministry here and around the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: remain seated as we sing Go Tell It on the Mountain.
3: Go tell it on the mountain, over oh the mountain that Jesus Christ is born.
2: Great singing, now for birthdays and anniversaries.
0: Birthdays and anniversaries this week. If you had a birthday or an anniversary this last week, let us know who you are. Anybody have a birthday or anniversary this last week? Mr. Devin had a birthday, no, you had a birthday this last week. That was on Thursday, right? And no, they did not name her Pearl. Thursday. You'll get it later on. All right. But uh, anyway, uh, so how, how many, I could not remember this morning. How much did you weigh? Seven pounds, five ounces. Seven pounds, five ounces how long? Twenty and, Twenty and a half inches long. So uh, Claire Noel was born on Thursday on was it Monday or Tuesday? Anybody remember for the other one? Monday? Was it Monday? Okay, so uh, the Ludwigs baby was born. Um, Quinn Taylor, and I should know the. I was given. It's 19 and a half inches long, but I don't remember how much she weighed. Anybody remember how much she weighed? Okay, so my memory's as good as yours. So, uh, so congratulations to those. Anybody else? No birthdays? No anniversaries? None? Uh-uh. Miss Bonnie, were you raising your hand? Ah, there it goes. Thank you. She was beginning to feel guilty. Okay. So, w- when was your birthday, Miss Bonnie? Friday. And how long have you known the Lord as your Savior? 54 years. Wow. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Birth? Oh, Bill. Yours is tomorrow. Happy birthday to you. And how long have you known the Lord as your Savior? 25 years. Amen. Anybody else? Birthdays or no anniversaries? I'm amazed actually because anniversaries are kind of, I know December weddings are just kind of different. I don't want one, but they're uh, okay. Well, let's sing happy birthday to these young folks. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday. God bless you. Happy birthday to you, Mr. David, come on up. If you're able, please
2: stand for the reading of God's holy word. Isaiah chapter 9. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan In Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest, and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is confused with noise and garments rolled in blood, but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. May the Lord sanctify us through his word. You may be seated.
3: We three kings of Orient are. Maybe
0: Thank you, Miss Leslie. Miss Karen. Miss Karen is Leslie's piano teacher. Appreciate her joining Leslie tonight for that. That was exciting. I like that. God rest you, merry gentlemen. All right. Uh, so we're going to invite uh, Brother Dennis Hazelwood to come up and give us an update on what God's doing over there at Fort Linderwood, And uh, take your time. Enjoy it.
1: All right. Well, wow. <clears throat> praise the Lord. And it's always a joy be here family praise the lord um what god's doing so the family they the fort leonard wood christian servicemen center and thank you all for your prayers it's very very evident prayers god the power of prayer is very very evident and thank you for them and please continue the thanksgiving day feast so diane and i we had uh we ended up with 15 of them we could have had 100 plus but uh that's probably due to my lack of faith but we settled on 50 and then uh due to uh, uh we needed a bus driver and uh it's thanksgiving day and so there were no bus drivers available but they still offered for, for a ministry vehicle they can ride a ministry vehicle they trainees they get military transport ministry transport or they take a taxi and uh, so they had uh, we didn't have any ministry vehicles so they told them you can take a taxi. So 15 of them paid $12 per person one way to be there at the, the uh, Christian Servicemen Center for Thanksgiving Day for the feast. And so they uh, um, they came. There was, uh, and, and again, God's working in my heart too. This is, you know, what, we're two years into this. You know, praise the Lord. Amen. Um, so anyway, uh, so he's working in my heart as well. And I'm still <clears throat> Lord, 15 of them. So um, this is my first group. And praying, praying, praying. Five of them show up an hour and a half early. That's the, praise the Lord. That was great. Sat them down at the dining room table. We did the introductions and uh, shared testimony and, and the ministry, how the ministry started and so on and so forth. And and praise the Lord. It was incredible. And uh, so that helped me. And then when the 10 came late, um, I was able to go through with them uh, as well and and we went downstairs and I went through the rules and they kind of gave me a look when I told them um, one of the rules uh, you know we do different activities and then if it's an activity you don't like we'll just get over it so uh, I got that from you so anyway uh, so we fed them praise the Lord Diana fed them Um, we had an army family there as well from the marriage class that God's been allowing us to instruct. They brought two turkeys, two cherry pies, and a green, a green uh, plain salad. And uh, so that, it, it went very, very well, uh, did the uh, Bible challenge. And, you know, <clears throat> I simply addressed them as the saved. I addressed the Christians first, and I addressed the lost. And I addressed the Christians, you know, because we're, we, you know, we love the Lord. But the most difficult thing I told them that you will ever do is talk to your comrades right here, even, even harder than being on the battlefield, is talk to your comrades and tell them about Jesus Christ. I said, and you know, God forbid one of them does die and enters into eternity. You know, I know they're going to enter into hell and, that, and you know the truth in that. And three of them actually got very teary eyed and everything over that. And I wasn't expecting that, but nonetheless, they did. And, uh, and then I addressed the lost. And I just simply told them, "This might not even make sense to you in that. you hear, here, you're enjoying a meal, having a good time, but um, you know what? Uh, if it's not making sense to you, it's, it's because you need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, uh, and so I went and shared the plan and of salvation with them as well. And so we, we planted, we watered, we cultivated, and the reaping uh, was really with the Christians there, and uh, who uh, three of them that I found out later in conversation. So anyway, um, so we did team building activity. We did, we just played gestures, four teams. They loved it. It was great. Had a great time, and then we waited for the cabs to come and pick them up and take them back, and that's where I got to know them even better. Uh, waiting for the cabs with them, doing the one-on-one with them and that, and found out the three that, you know, yeah, they have not been witnessing like they should be, and just it. really resonated with them on their conviction and that. And this is where we're going to build the ministry because these guys want to come back now. And they're trainees, and uh, they'll have a Saturday-Sunday off. They won't have time during the week, but they'll have Saturday and Sunday off. And we can go pick them up once we get this uh, a vehicle, but uh, right now we're going to use our vehicles because we've dedicated them to the ministry, so we can get eight of them, but we're eight miles from the front gate, so we can go back and forth. Um, but nonetheless, our pickup point is uh, Specker Chapel on Fort Leonard Wood um, meeting with, uh, command, with the sergeant major of the Marine Corps. There's 2,000 on ground, and if I keep saying Marine Corps, it's because it's the Marines right now, so, you know, um, God's got a sense of humor. I don't speak the language, but I'm going to know how before it's all said and done. But nonetheless, Sergeant Major is Mari um, designated. He is saved, and we've been having fellowship, and he's been really supportive of this ministry and that. And so uh, he wants us to meet with the commander of the 2,000 of uh, the Marines on the ground there. Um, we, Friday when we get back, we will meet with them. We're looking to have a luncheon with all of the commanders and the first sergeants and sergeant Majors. That excuse me, their potential of about 15 to 18 of them. Um, We're going to have a luncheon at the Christian Servicemen Center, and Diana's going to make the food for them so they can see what is going on at the Christian Servicemen Center, what they're allowing their Marines to come and participate in, and uh, and what we do in that. So we're going to run them through that as well. And then, um, (laughs) so <laughs> he he gave me feedback. I, I just sent him a text Christmas Day. Sent him those pictures of, of what we did on Christmas Day and this and excuse me Thanksgiving Day, praise the Lord. See that man, I tell you, <laughs> I love you, dear. Uh, but anyway, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, so we, we got uh, so I just sent him to the sergeant major. Thanked him for allowing them to come in that, and uh, he gave me some even further feedback that it, they really. Liked it. It it was, and our feedback when they first came to the door was they thought they were coming to a church. There's a building down at the end of our road that they thought they were going to a church. And there were going to be a bunch of different people in that. And when we opened up the door and they saw it was a home, they were like, this is a home. So, yeah, it's our home. And we want you to come in and we want you to be a part of our family in that, you know, and they loved it. And that was really stuck out in my mind because we're not church planters, but we want to teach them church. And so we want to get them into our home and just love on them and that and teach them these things and bring them to church is what we want to do. And so um, God's really blessing that. Um, That's this. Like I say, this is our first one. This is also a blueprint because I do speak army. okay, and so but there's a lot more army there than there are Marines. And so um, learning what I'm doing, cutting my teeth uh, with the Marines and that I'm able now to take this and will take it um, after the first of the year to the Army, working with the chaplain corps still and leadership there. But it's, it's a much bigger bigger picture in that. And God's growing me. So, you know, I'm just excited. I'm just going along with, with what God's doing and praise the Lord in your prayers. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And so um, the Christmas Day, Fort Leonard Wood, uh, this is a Christmas Day feast. So we've got talked talk to the Sergeant Major again, and a lot of them will be gone on block leave. So in the holidays, that's what they do. They just shut down and, and they go home. However, there still will be some, because you still have to run things and so on and so forth. And some of them won't go home, because they can't for different reasons. And so we want to bring them to the Christian Servicemen Center. And we may have, uh, at least 30 of them. That's just Marines. We're still <laughs> waiting to hear from them, as well as the Army. We've sent invites out to the to the Army as well. So, um, prayer requests. You know, we we need some vans. If if we have those vans, we can we can fill them. We just go to specker Chapel. We let them know how much we can carry, and uh, um, I believe we'll, we'll fill them. Um, and uh, uh, wisdom. You know, God's opening up the floodgates as we go, as we grow, and so on and so forth. I don't miss something. You know, you just don't know what you don't know. And I'm still in that realm. You know, as uh, we're learning, as we're growing and everything. And uh, there's just things coming up, coming down the road that, you know, we have potential. You know, there's potential there. And I'll just kind of leave that there. And God has blessed us with a lot next door. So we're on a third of an acre, and now we have an additional third of an acre opportunity that is just full of mature trees and that. And uh, it'll afford us opportunity, you know, put some picnic tables out there, build a pavilion or something like that for, you know, the quiet time for activity out there and stuff like that. But, you know, God's doing these things and I'm not gonna say no, and it's exciting and we're praising the Lord. Uh, for what he's doing, um, and so what is happening, you know, in the hearts of these military and what, uh, what we're looking for goal-wise and everything is uh, um, what I'm going to show in this video um, that we're getting ready to show. And this is uh, Samuel Michalsowicz, and if that name sounds familiar, it's because, well, here's John, and here's Grace, we went to school with them at Indiana Baptist College and then God called us to missions and we went to Eaton, Rapids, Michigan, Grace Baptist Church and we met Pastor Mark McCaslewicz. That's their father. And then we learned about two Marines in the family and that would be uh, Isaac and Samuel. And Isaac Camp Lejeune, our director of CSCA, you know, was there at Camp Lejeune. And and uh their dad asked if we would look in on Samuel, he was injured at the time. And uh, absolutely and that was before we were on ground. Had no idea it was over a year that we had been working with your brother, but but anyway, um, so we did, called him and did the meet and greet and just kept doing you know, talking and doing bible study and texting and then getting together at Pizza Hut and uh yeah, that was it's a real joy. It's, it's just what God has called us to do. And and hopefully uh, Brother Joe is it was a 12 minute video and well, we couldn't do 12 minutes. So we <laughs> we had to cut it down some of that. And Brother Joe uh, did the work on that. And thank you very much, brother. I appreciate that. And so uh, this is uh, what we're praying that God will continue to do with time that he gives us there at Fort Leonard Wood at the Christian Servicemen Center after the video, Pastor?
4: Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: That was exciting thank you for Dennis that came together very well by the way that was really good so I'm going to ask this question do you you i know you went to work with Army and you've been working with marines more it seems like um but would um I'm, I'm being honest would it work i mean do you have would you have them together at the same time that works okay I didn't know. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm showing my military stupidity, but I'm like, I don't know if they would uh, fight or not. You know, if I didn't know if they were rivals or uh, or allies, I know ultimately they're allies, but you know, you never know. So okay, that's exciting. <laughs> it is interesting. Uh, so Dennis didn't mention this, and I'm I don't I can't mention names, so it wouldn't matter anyway. But um, the Lord's brought them together with with one of the leaders in the Marine side of this. And this guy is just, he's, he's saved and on fire and wants to, and so he's talking to Dennis about you know, how they can really have a ministry to the Marines, which is not what you know, they went down there for, but I love when the Lord just works all that kind of stuff out, so it's exciting to see what the Lord's doing. Uh, he said two years, you know when he said two years, he means the deputations started, uh, they've actually only been on ground for how long? November 9th, so uh, was a year. So uh, it's been about a year now. So the Lord's starting to open those doors, and things are starting to happen. How long have you had the house? Uh, July sixth, you closed closing the house. So, in my opinion, and you know, that's the way I, I view that as on ground, right? That's when you really started. You had something to start with. So uh, God's just been opening those doors. We're going to be in the book of John if you want to turn there. I, and uh, but. Uh, we're starting a new study, a new Sunday night study, which will probably take the better part of the next year, uh, but if you know how our Sunday nights go, it's sporadic the way it happens, because the moment we start Sunday night, we have missions conference coming up next month, and we have, and things just interrupt, it just is what it is, uh, but anyway, let me ask you a couple of questions, and then we'll, we'll pray and get into this, all right, so I say this well. Does it uh, bother you when God does things his way and doesn't explain them to us? Does that kind of bother you? Um, Does it bother you when there's things that we don't understand and we might never? You know, we we might never and and it's a challenge. Uh, and, And so part of that, and this is not really the study, but part of getting into this study, is really just talking about this book. Um, you know, it's, this is the Word of God. And and in essence, this is, we hold in our hands, the history of the world. Think about that. In one small volume. <laughs> and this is a small volume, right? You you would realize, that you recognize this is a small volume. Having said that, isn't it amazing how Difficult it is to read one small volume um, i i 'm going to guess i don 't know i'm not this is not this is not intended to be a judgment this is just a, a, an observation i 'm going to guess that if half of the people in this room have read this book all the way through from cover to cover i 'm surprised it 's that difficult for us for whatever reason now we may have not consciously done it, right? Sitting in church enough, you've read through this chapter, you've gone through that, you've, you know, and it may have collectively all finally come together, uh, but just to consciously say, I'm going to read this book. We struggle with it, you know? And uh, then you add to all of this that, you know, while you know, God is very succinct and he's put all of, all of history in one small volume for us, there's still much of it we don't understand, You know, I mean, it ought to be fairly easy, but there's much of this book that we don't understand, that your pastor, that seminarians do not understand, and if they tell you they do, they're lying, you know? I mean, that's not the God that we have. Uh, His thoughts are higher than ours, his ways are greater than ours, and it's, it's difficult for us to come through and understand it. Well uh, take your well, I'll read it to you, and then we'll pray, and then we'll get to John, I promise eventually. So uh, in Second Peter chapter one, it says this, verse 21: "For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Father, as we begin this study tonight, I pray that you would just teach us, ground us in your word and help us to to glean and understand uh, its truth. And I pray that you would uh, help us to be willing to allow your Holy Spirit to use uh, your word to challenge us, to grow us, to stretch us. And Father, we'll thank and praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Bible says here, Holy men of God, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, uh, wrote the word. Now, it, it seems to me, you know, when I remember when I first became a Christian, uh, it, it seems like, okay, there's... There's one author, right? Who's the author? And yet there are holy men of God. How many many human authors are represented here? At least 40. Uh, Human authors, okay? So um, it would seem that if God's doing the writing, that it would all be of the same style, right? That's what it would seem. And yet you can find a style of Paul's writing and a style of Peter's writing, of David's poetry, of Solomon's um, Proverbs. You can find a style as God used these people to pen scripture. And uh, that's a challenge. It, It is. It just is. It's a challenge because it seems like, right? If God, but here's the point: God did not, you know, like take over their bodies and their pen moved without their knowledge. That's not what took place. And yet, what was what did take place is that we have the scripture. The holy word of God it is the word of God but in, in varieties of, of styles and personality comes through in, in the writer's in the writer's uh, authorship it, it's the idea is kind of this all right? I'm, I'm simplifying everything but the idea is kind of this if God if God's not going to do this because the, the word is complete right 1 Corinthians 13 but if God were to to take your pastor and to allow your pastor to write something inspired by him he would take the vocabulary that I already have and use my vocabulary to speak his truth you understand I mean he allows the personality of the author to show through so that you know, of course, when we read Paul's writings, and Paul had, you know, the, the equivalent of a seminary degree, a doctorate, you know, he's writing on a different level, perhaps, than, you know, John, who gets saved when he was just a teenager and begins to grow in Christ through that. And, and, and it, we, we just find the variety of styles that are there. Uh, how that all works is hard for us to comprehend. That brings us to our study. And what we're going to look at, I was, I was trying to decide how to what next Sunday night study to do, and I wanted to focus on a gospel, and I decided instead to focus on the gospels. And the gospels would be what? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four books of the New Testament, are known as the gospels. Uh, they contain the life and ministry of Christ. Alright, and so uh, that's the Gospels as we're looking at this. So I decided instead to look at all four in the concept of, the, of a harmony. Do you know what a harmony of the Gospels is? How many of you say, yes, Pastor, I understand that phrase. Okay, so there's about six or seven of you, right? Ten of you, maybe. Uh, so the idea is that as you read Matthew, you read Mark, you read Luke, you read, you read John... They're all telling the same story, but because they're all individuals and God's allowing their personalities to be involved and God's allowing their vocabulary and whatever have... I don't know. I can't explain how all of this happens. But sometimes you're reading and they're not... The, the, um, the things that take place, the events that happen, aren't always given in the same order as they were from one book to the next. And you're like, okay, so when did this happen? When did that happen? A harmony of the Gospels tries to give us a view of all four Gospels in some chronology. Can you see a danger here? What's the danger? Doc, what's the danger? You, Wayne, yes. (laughs) Okay, So sometimes we we put the order in, and and, and the order itself seems confusing. And by the way, the order isn't, I'm just going to tell you, you a different person looking at this might come up with a different way of combining these than somebody else. So there are various harmonies of the gospel that exist out there, and if you lay them side by side, they don't always line up the way you might think that they should. Does that bother you, by the way? When God doesn't tell us everything. That's the God that we have, right? It's called faith. God is a God, is a God that de- demands faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those that come to him must believe that he is. Right? So this is the Bible is a journey of faith. So God, does, without apology doesn't fill in all the blanks, he simply looks at us and says, trust me. I know more than you do. Trust me. My ways are higher, my thoughts are higher, trust me. All right, so as we go through this, it may not answer all of your questions is what I'm getting at, all right? It may actually bring some up, that's okay. It really is, that's okay. But we're going to try and look over the course of the next, however long it takes, this I don't really go by clocks, whatever. however long it takes is we're going to kind of just look at the blending of the four Gospels and try to put them somewhere in our minds. And my goal, honestly, is to get through this before summer, all right? Because once summer comes here, everything changes for our church ministry. But if we have to take summer off, we just take summer off, right? We're not in a hurry, but I just don't know how it's all going to happen. But the idea is for us to just kind of learn here. Let's blend the Gospels together and get an overview of the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. Right? That's, that's kind of what we're going to do. So, that being said, it has to start in John chapter 1. Anybody know the first words of John chapter 1 without looking? In the beginning. <laughs> and we're not talking about the beginning of Christ's ministry We're not talking about the beginning of Christ's life. We're talking about the beginning of this world. In the beginning, God. Uh, And so take a look at it. We'll go. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning. Now, let's talk about this real quickly. I've already mentioned this to you, I think, just a couple weeks ago. But I have no problems with eternity future. The idea that we're all going to live forever, I, I get it. That, that doesn't seem to blow my mind at all. But I cannot understand eternity past. I just can't. And by the way, aren't you glad that you have a God that you can't comprehend? Because if you can comprehend God, he has to be your equal or your lesser. That's the only way you and I can comprehend something. It has to be our equal or our lesser. So if I can comprehend God, then he's my equal or he's lesser. And I'm glad that I have a God that just blows my mind. Right? So the idea of eternity past means that there's never been a time that God wasn't. Go back before God spoke the world into existence and God's there. And you just keep going back. It doesn't really matter because there's never a time that God wasn't. And Jesus Christ is right there with him, which is what John 1 is going to teach us, right? Jesus Christ is right there with him. And it... it, It's just, it's mind-boggling. But in the beginning was the Word. By the way, notice, in your Bibles, what's important about the word, Word? It's capitalized. Why, Tim? Because it refers to Jesus Christ, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word... Again, I can't, there's things I don't understand about God right there's a lot i don't understand about god try to explain this one try to explain a unique personality a unique will a unique thought process in jesus christ in the father and in the spirit they can all think and and, and act independently Jesus literally surrenders his will, Philippians chapter 2, to the Father, the Garden of Gethsemane, to the Father, "Nevertheless, nevertheless not my will, but thine be done. And yet, here is the reality. There is one God, only one. And that one God exists in three, we use the word persons, which bothers some people, right? Because when we say the word "person," people think of us, and that's not it, you know. But in three personalities, in three separate, distinct, unique that make up one—I can't explain it. I can't. Uh, I probably, you know. Everybody comes up with these illustrations, and um, so dare I say it, you know, like the egg. Every, every, every explanation of God fails and pales. You understand, right? So it's, but you have, you have an egg, but that egg is three distinct parts, shell, white, yolk, that make an egg. They can be separated, but you can't have an egg without them being combined. Now, you and I call what we put on our plate An egg, right? And I don't think you eat the shell. I'm going to guess you don't. If you do, I don't want to know. But, uh, you know, so, uh, but, you know, but again, it's it's just a poor illustration of God. So a Sunday school teacher was giving this illustration, this is the old joke, was giving this illustration to their class, and they want to illustrate, so they break open the egg and out drops a double yolk. <laughs> Which still, by the way, works. If you figure the yoke is one piece, but anyway, uh, this is this is where the story begins. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things. Now listen to this one. Does this struggle? Does it make you struggle a little bit? All things were made. Who's the hymn? The word. All things are made by Him. By the way, Colossians chapter 1 says the same thing, right? All things are made by Him, and by Him, by him all things consist. Uh, so, but, but when you get over to Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Does that bother you? It shouldn't, because the Word was with God, and the Word was? Hello. Okay? And, and so... Uh, all all three parts of God, if you'll allow me to use that phrase, uh, are found in creation in Genesis 1. They're found here in John chapter 1. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, as we get to this part, right, uh, there are men present now in this right men are there so we're kind of moving through in the beginning and now we're moving through time pretty quickly as jesus is coming to be that light but he has always been that light right that's not new Uh, and the light shines in the darkest darkest not. then verse six there was a man sent from god whose name was john that's my life verse by the way Uh, i'm kidding i'm just kidding uh who what john is this John the Baptist. Make sure you separate this from John the author. This this book was written by John the Apostle. Uh, This is a reference to John the Baptist. Uh, There was a man sent from God. His name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light. Notice uh, something unique about that word light. Why is it capitalized, Tim? (laughs) It's representing Jesus. There you go. That all men... Through him might believe. By the way, can I point something out? Who might believe? Is God a liar? Who might believe? All what? Who does that leave out? Who might believe? Who's eliminated? It's important. This is important to note. The gospel is to the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And the light, uh, there was a man, and the same came to bear witness of that light that all men through him might believe. Now listen to verse 8. He was not that light. He, John, was not that light, capital L, Jesus, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth, what are the next two words? Every man, and look at the rest of the phrase. Every man that cometh into the world. Who sees the light? Every man that cometh in... By the way, this word man here is mankind. Right? You ladies aren't being left out. The gospel is available to you. But who is, who is receiving the light? Or who, is, who has access to the light? Every man that cometh into the world. No one's left out. No one is left out. Who's left out of every man that cometh into the world? No one. Nail this down. Nail this down. No one's left out of the light, right? He's the light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He came, or he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, his own received him not. Now verse 12 is an important aspect of this. Every man sees the light. But how do we access the salvation of that light? Verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. That's how we access the power of the light. This shines to every man. Titus puts it this way. For the grace of God that brings salvation hath appeared unto all men. All men. The grace of God is available to everyone. The light shines upon everyone. Every man that is born has the opportunity of the gospel. Every man. Even, by the way, can I point this out? Even the ones that you and I fail to witness to. Have you read Romans? So that they can look up in the sky and look at the heavens and say, wow, there's a God with whom I must deal. So that they're without excuse. Because the light has been given, and the opportunity to respond to the light is there. Every man has received the light. Every man has the opportunity to respond to the light. Salvation comes to those who believe. This is where we begin the story of Jesus. Not at the manger, all right? It's not at the manger. Uh, The story of Jesus, in fact, uh, oh, I should have found this one. I'm out of time, but I want to give it to you anyway. What's the verse? Somebody can help me. Slain before, where's that verse found? Anybody know? Here's what the Bible says about Jesus. He was slain before the foundations of the world. I know that this is, people will laugh at what I say because it is an oversimplification, perhaps, of the concept that God, in which God chooses. Because we are chosen as well. Not only is he slain, but we are chosen before the foundations of the world how does that work, Pastor John? Because I thought it was for every man that believes it is. And if I can oversimplify it for us, it's like this. God says, if I create the world, sin is going to come into the world. Do you think God was surprised by Adam's sin? Since he knows everything, right? He knew Adam was going to sin. Many people have said, why in the world did God go ahead and create Adam if he knew that Adam was going to sin? And I'm going to tell you why because he loves John Ray. That's exactly why. And John Ray would have never been able to spend eternity with him if God had not gone through his plan. Nor you, nor anyone else you know that has named the name of Christ. So the idea is this. God says, I know that if I go through with this, Adam's going to sin. And I know that if I give my only son, to save men from their sins. Some will reject. But there are a few who will say yes, and I choose to carry out this plan. Wow, what a God we have. What a God we have. And he carries out his plan, knowing, because the Bible says this, Um, elect according to the foreknowledge of God. He knew ahead. He knew. He knew that one day, June 5th, 1977, John Ray, 16-year-old kid, would bow his knee to Christ and become gloriously saved. And God said, that's worth it. So that's where the story begins. We're gonna start putting the pieces together and this is gonna be a process. I'll try from time to time to give you handouts so that you can try to keep it all together in your mind um, because it's not easy to blend these four accounts into one into one story, right? But the reality is it's been one story from the beginning. From the beginning, it's just one story. Uh, In fact, someone has rightly said, history is his story, right? History is his story. Father, as we study together, help us to grow in your grace. Help us to find you everywhere, to grow and, and to be just awed and amazed at your love, your power. And Lord, help us to have faith, to trust when we don't understand. And Father, we will thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we're not having an invitation tonight because I don't know how I would have an invitation on that. Uh, but prepare your hearts because there will be many opportunities as we go through this uh, for you to consider. I guess one invitation we could have is this. In, in verse 12 it said, it is as many you know, as believed. So if you've never trusted Christ your Savior, please, let's talk tonight. Pull me aside. I'm going to stick around here tonight. There's play, practice, all kinds of other stuff going on. So I'll be here for a while. And uh, let's talk about it. All right, let's stand. We'll let you be dismissed as we begin. Talk to Brother Dennis. Find out what's going on. Talk to uh, John and Grace and find out about their brother, the rest of his story. It's an exciting story, what God's doing there. And uh, they can maybe fill in some of those things for you. The Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, give you peace. Love you all. God bless you. you are dismissed.